Hello and welcome to The Art Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Cox. In this episode, I speak with Amy Lee Bird, a 27-year-old London-based artist who you can often find down by the River Thames searching for items and ideas for her latest artworks. She recently created a stunning artwork entirely from teeth which she accumulated over several months of collecting. Her work feels archaeological and yet utterly contemporary. Two years ago, Amy was working as my assistant and I think I learned as much from her as she did from me. Since then, she's been making waves in the art world and all the right steps to progress her career. In this conversation, we talk about her art practice, what mudlarking is, as well as her experience of art school, making it in the big bad art world and a few of the residencies that she's taken. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did making it. All right, brilliant. So, Amy Lee Bird, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> welcome Thank back. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> a lot has happened since I've seen you last. Yeah. Where are you currently as an artist? Uh, What's going on in your life right now? Lots. <laughs> Working full time, making artwork, trying to survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just got myself a kitten. <laughs> nice. It's not creative, but I just want to put it out there because I'm really excited by it. <laughs> nice. What type of kitten is it? Uh, he's just a little black domestic cat, short hair. Lovely. Very sweet. Um, yeah, no, things are good. Busy. Mm-hmm. I've just had a really busy start to the year. Been exhibiting, collaborating. And um, yeah, actually right now I've just had two, three shows and I'm just taking a bit of a breather. Good. I mean, what, where are we now? We're like, it's the 2nd of August. It's a hot time of year. It's definitely time to take the foot off the gas. In, yeah. the, uh, in the art world, this is the time, you know, generally between the exhibitions. This is like holiday time. So, um, you collect. I do. You're a collector. You are a collector of bones. Um, yeah, bones. Teeth. Sort of All teeth. sorts. So Amy's artwork is very much involved in the collection of, what's the word of it when you're on um, the foreshore? Oh, uh, sort of mudlarking. Mudlarking. Treasures. Mudlarking treasure. So okay. what is mudlarking? Mudlarking is the act of walking along, for me, the foreshore mm-hmm. um, on the Thames and collecting things that you see. So a lot of mudlarkers will kind of go out all geared up and prepared. They'll have a trowel, they'll have mm-hmm. knee pads, they'll have a head torch. Um, I'm a little bit more uh, freestyle. <laughs> I just kind of walk yeah. and think and see what catches my eye. Mm-hmm. Nearly everything I get is surface collection. I'm not digging. Um, but yeah, the act of mudlarking is to walk somewhere muddy, beachy and collect, you know, historical objects, mementos. Yeah. So kind of fossils, thing. things that people may have dropped, uh, yeah. anything, all, all of the above and more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so for you, you say you you prefer to do it in a more instinctual manner. Um, and you say other people do it in a slightly more formalized manner. Yeah. Um, is yeah. there is there a difference? I suppose everyone has their own personality and their own approach to it. Yeah, there's no there's no real difference. Mudlarking is mu- mudlarking, um, but you're just larking about. Just larking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, like a lot of the mudlarkers that I know have been doing it for sort of fifteen, twenty years okay. plus. So they're really experienced. They really know what they're doing, yeah. and they also have a lot of knowledge about where to find specific things, how to find them. Whereas I'm kind of going in it blind. 
okay you know every time is a new experience i mean mm. that that goes the same for experience wedlocks as well but i really don't have a clue yeah. <laughs> what i'm looking for any other time how many years have you been mudlarking for now actually that's a good question um i would say maybe four years i mean it it depends on how you want to interpret the question because i've been mudlarking as an artist since i moved to london which was 20 end of 2018 2019 but i've been collecting all my life yeah you know so there's probably loads of opportunities and loads of experiences in, in which i've collected things and mudlarked without really being conscious of it it sounds like quite a i'm gonna go out there and say niche community of 100%. mudlarkers <laughs> um it, do you find any relation between you and other mudlarkers personality traits uh or just a real diverse mixture of people um i think there is a a, a wide variety and you know it's a diverse pool of people that do mudlarking anyone can mudlark you know it doesn't really matter what your what the intention is um you know for me it's i'm interested in finding new material for others it's about historical research um you know for others it's just the therapy of being out and walking so you pick up all kinds of people that get into mudlarking and it's also one of those things that when you start you i find like people find it difficult to stop mm -hmm. how, how much of that uh, sort of i guess obsession comes from the community like i often see on your instagram you like meeting up with other mudlarkers and being like what's up like we're going out today <laughs> yeah how, how often do you do it as a solitary exercise and how often do you do it as a communal thing 90% of the time it's solitary mm -hmm. I like going out and having time to myself yeah it's essential for mm -hmm. me I think particularly living in London and since living in London it's become like more present in my life and yeah. in my art and I've kind of integrated that therapeutic act into my work which you know goes hand in hand yeah um but yeah no it's really fun to meet up with other mudlarks um mostly because they can share their knowledge with me okay. <laughs> on things that I've got no idea about. Yeah. Um, and it's good to collaborate, you know, as an artist, it's good to meet other people and share ideas. And yeah, like, I, I don't know. I really like um, pairing my ideas with other people's and seeing how they're responding to things and then seeing how that influences the way that I then think or see things as well, mm -hmm. which is important for mudlarking because mm -hmm. it's all about the way that you're viewing the your environment around you. Yeah. Sorry. Let's go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. When you were younger, um, at what point did you realise you wanted to be an artist? It was always very instinctive for me. My mum was always quite creative, even if it's not something that I think she pursued or was even really aware of. And so was my brother. Only the one, I've got two, but the other one isn't creative at all. And I remember um, him drawing sort of cars and graffiti on little pieces of A4, I don't know, crappy kind of cartridge paper. And then I remember I would sneak into his room, steal the drawings, trace them, and then palm them off as my own work. <laughs> I, I was excited by it. You know, I thought yeah. what he was doing was really cool and I wanted to be cool. So I had to take his drawings and copy them. <laughs> well, they say good artists still. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so okay cool so that was when you were younger and then um i take it from a certain point you during school you kind of recognized and pursued art in a educational setting yeah for sure to be quite frank i was really shit at school yeah um i i really struggled academically um and the thing that i was good at was being in my art room or the art class you know it's the thing that i responded to the most it was the thing that got me excited and i think it was then that i was maybe more aware of my trajectory mm-hmm. you know and i i was i was quite fortunate in knowing what i wanted to do quite young i think it was quite a shock to people that i was how, like how how old were you when you figured this out i think i knew i wanted to be an artist as soon as i was in secondary school okay and it you know, secondary school, you're just a baby mm-hmm. still, you know, you don't even, you don't even know if you're going to pass your GCSEs. Mm-hmm. So, and, and for me, I knew that passing my GCSEs was so important for me because I knew I wanted to go to uni and I wanted to go to art school and I couldn't have got there without them. Yeah. So I, I actually had to work really hard, super hard to mm-hmm. get my grades, to get me where I am now, Yeah, um, which kept me focused. Yeah. And so after you finished school, did you do a foundational year or did you go straight to uni or, you know, sorry, a foundational year at uni or did you go straight on to a BA? No, no, I went, so I went to Scotland. I went to Glasgow School of Art um, and they do four year courses there and your first year kind of counts as your foundation. Right. Okay. So I could have stayed at home and gone to a different, you know, college or art school done my foundation year and gone elsewhere but I was so desperate Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get away from home and start living my life that I just went boom straight for Glasgow yeah (laughs) yeah what what was it about Glasgow that attracted you everything (laughs) the whiskey (laughs) the nightlife the the people I really liked Glasgow as a city it seemed weirdly familiar you know um and I did apply to both Edinburgh and Glasgow. Okay. I didn't get into Edinburgh, but that aside, I think I probably would have gone with Glasgow anyway, just because of the feeling the city gave me. And I then did live there for another year after I finished because I loved it so much. Was it during your university degree that you started incorporating this mudlarking, collecting of natural objects? Was was that the point when you started introducing this into your work or did that come at an earlier stage? in the build-up to my degree show I started collecting rubbish actually to be nice. <laughs> to be to be brutally honest yep. like rubbish from uh, a very low-lying river that ran through a park mm-hmm. between uni and my flat um and me being me I just every time I walked past the river I was just instinctively drawn to what I could see over mm. the barrier so I just hopped over one day and started, I don't know, collecting um, little bits of, I don't know, like old beer cans, old bits of ceramic, bits of rusty metal, that kind of thing. Um, and started incorporating it into my work. And I I know for a while I had no idea what I was doing with it, yeah. but I was collecting it anyway. I mean, and quite a lot of <laughs> crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really upsetting my flatmates. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. 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 So you're you're picking up trash from the river. That's step one, right? (laughs) At at what point, you know, okay, you start maybe bringing that into your 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 studio. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's still trash in the studio. Like, at what point did it become 
like oh i know where i'm going with this now like, how long were you playing with these found objects before they started to like have an effect you know to your viewers or to your yeah other students around you yeah. or to you when did it start to really resonate i think it's it really started to make sense to me um and, and just to add i was playing around with objects that i'd found for a really really long time really upsetting my tutors with no sense of direction mm -hmm. or understanding of what i was doing yeah um but there was for me um a moment that really doesn't sound like it was real but this actually happened <laughs> okay good um good. so my uh partner isaac was studying at glasgow uni mm -hmm. and he would go they have a massive library like vast and i sometimes would join him in going to the library to do research and things like this and one day i did literally just go with him to get some stuff and i went up to the arts floor because where else would I go <laughs> in a massive library I'd go up to the arts floor and I did randomly just pull out this book which then became the whole kind of focus of my degree and my degree show and it was called Topophilia and it was about the psychology and the love of place and I think when I then and while I was really shocked that I pulled out this book and I was like this is really creepy. <laughs> Why was it creepy to you? Because it was just so random. You know, I wasn't I wasn't even intentionally looking for that. It just appeared. It was like someone had just drawn me to that, to that place, book. To that book. And and what, you read the cover and it described exactly how you felt. Exactly. Right. And I just thought, God, this is so poignant and so mm. sort of essential to what it is that I've been thinking and feeling. Um for the first time, I actually wanted to read a book, mm. which is very strange because mm. I don't like reading books. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. Well, actually, I say that I wasn't very good at it and mm -hmm. I lacked a lot of confidence at that point in my life. Yeah. Um, and I think the structure of art school and the way that they want you to think and the way that they want you to present your work was challenging for me. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to collect shit put it on a plinth and be like look how cool it is and what do you think they wanted from you that you weren't necessarily uh geared up for um you know and i you know i have to say this with um with time and you know reflection i understand why they were doing this but yeah. at the time it was just like yeah you know i just didn't i, I just didn't think that way yeah um, but they wanted more conceptual ideas they wanted more rounded uh, theories and you know reasons behind why I was doing what I was doing and the truth is I didn't really know what I was doing or why I was doing it but that was what was so exciting and I feel like they were kind of taking it away from me a little bit mm -hmm. um yeah. you were just doing it out of instinct yeah um which actually I think all artists do of course, it yeah. is all out of instinct everything else is is a is you just add on like later but yeah. then I think once you've added it on for enough time, maybe then it can start to guide you forward. Exactly. H how, I was just yeah. kind of like given the answer in the question, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that relates to you, please talk about it. Yeah, no, it well, it does, you know, and yeah. I am grateful for a lot of things about art school. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's just a lack of experience. It's, it's age. Um, I just wanted to play. 
you know, I was in a big art school with everything that I needed and everything that I wanted whenever I wanted it. And I just wanted to play and not read and write essays. (laughs) And I think, um, you know, and also my lack of confidence with formulating sort of structured ideas and essays and, and, and theories, it just didn't come naturally to me. It didn't come easy. So it was the last thing I wanted to do. And now that I'm, you know, practicing as an artist and I'm succeeding in what I do, I get to play and I've got the time and the freedom and the confidence now to pair both of them together, which is, you know, it's what it's what's needed. It's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. Yeah, fantastic. Um, So, okay, that brings us kind of like neatly up to closer to the present. Mm. How old are you now, Amy? 27. 27. 27 yeah. club, fucking hell. You just got to make it to the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and, then and then you'll be fine. Then you're, yeah. then you're on the home stretch. You're good. Like, um, <laughs> stay, hold in there. Hold in there, <laughs> you, buddy. You can see my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, let's talk about some stuff that you've done since um, uni. Because obviously, you know, to a lot of people listening, they might still be at university. They might not know what it looks like. Mm-hmm to leave the institution how did you find that how did you find the experience of um coming out of the womb of art school and into the uh harsh realities of life brutal (laughs) (laughs) um no really it's hard work you know it's really hard work um and you have to have a real drive and you have to you don't have to know what you're doing but you have to know that you want it i think um and that's what's always kept me going throughout all of the times when I've got no money or mm-hmm. you know no creative outlook you know which at times happens yeah like leaving art school was tough because you're you are in this environment for a really long time I mean four years for me it was a really long time um where I had everything that I needed and it was all at a discounted rate. Yeah. I mean, even though I was kind of neglecting the fact that I was paying huge student fees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I know is going to catch up on me later, hopefully. But um, well, hopefully not. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah. I hope that I Wish make enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 hard work, and you just have to ride the wave. I, I mean, that that doesn't sound yeah. very. Um, I don't know. It seems quite vague, but it's because it's different for everyone. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah. The stage when you leave university at those points where you're having small successes, but you haven't quite got to the point where you're like fully making cash in the bank and you're like, cool, this is like actually enough to support me. Uh It is. It is a time of keep going. Yeah. And the love of it has to be the thing that carries you through because the 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 successes on the way are the things that lift you up but the periods in between that can also bring you back down again and it, it's trying to keep that maintain that focus and that love and that sacrifice oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah whilst other people you know go and work for banks and make a lot of money yeah or likewise know? while other people are succeeding more than you and you are yes you know comparing yourself constantly. well succeeding in terms of 
financial success. Exactly. Yeah, which um, is also allowing them to live their lives. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So there's, it's not to uh, <laughs> turn your nose up at money. No, no. We need it to survive. Of course yeah. we do. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, that actually will bring me on to where that then took me after university, mm-hmm. which was, um, you know, I, I always knew, like I've said, I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to do it to the best of my ability. Um, let's do a fucking master's. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so you did the master's. I did yeah. a master's. What was in, the master's? Um, it was creative entrepreneurship. Oh, lovely. Which I just graduated from last week. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Two years late. So last week? Yeah, last week. I thought you did that before you came and worked here. I did. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, tell me. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I wanted to be smart, you know, and I mm-hmm. think just kind of going off of what we were just talking about when you leave art school, you are clueless. Yeah. And you're at a different stage of your life. You know, you're still quite young. And I think creatively as an artist you're still quite uh naive and i don't think you really know where to direct your energy yeah um and you also i mean i am speaking for myself but i am also speaking for people that i've spoken to and that is a lot of people (laughs) that um i think you leave art school in this expectation that you're going to have this big degree show and you're going to get picked up and some massive gallery is going to see your work and see how amazing you are and then and that's it you're rich you're famous you've made it (laughs) And that can happen, but for like 5% of the population of... Five? Five. Less than that, mate. (laughs) Two. Less. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I think UAL, uh, University of Arts London, pumps out about 18,000 grads a year. And that's just like, that's just six unis. We've got loads. Right, yeah. It's (laughs) 0.001. Exactly, but that's the kind of mentality that I think we're... But art school gears you up for that. It gears you up for that. It's like, well, that's obviously the next step, but that's not the next step for most people. It's not. It's not at all. And, you know, Mm. particularly for me, I'm a working class girl. I don't have uh, savings at Mm. all (laughs) or parents that I can go to, and Mm. you know. And so I had to be smart um, and I had to think, right, okay, I'm keen to get into my career and start making work, but how am I going to do that with a direction and actually an understanding of business because being an artist is being a bit of a businessman as well. It is know? entirely, well, not entirely. It, yeah. You learn the art in art school, you learn the business in real life. Yeah. And without the business, well. You've got to be lucky. You, well, just, you know, it's, or, it's a hobby. Yeah. Exa- <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, yeah, exactly. It it, is, yeah. It, well, it's a passion either way. Mm-hmm. But on one side, it can be a, a passion on the side. On the other side, it can be the main focus, you know. So, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. I found it really, I found it really useful. I had a very, I had a wonderful tutor, uh, really eccentric and just great. Like really open-minded and. What are they called? He was called uh, Ian Chance. Ian Chance. Ian Chance. Mr. Lovely Chance. man. Okay. I'm very grateful to him. He yeah. was, um, Where did you study creative entrepre- uh, entrepreneurship? I studied at UEA in Norwich. UEA. What does that sound University for? of East Anglia. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Chance. Okay. Mr. And Chance. so, and what did he teach you about creative entrepreneurship? Well, he kind of broke it down into very easy bite-sized pieces, which is what most artists need. That's mm-hmm. what I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... He basically, I mean, in short, and I am kind of shortening this, Mm -hmm. save you all, (laughs) um, is how other people... 
so if you're going to work with people it's not just about what you need as an artist you know mm. you need a space to exhibit in and you need free yeah. materials and you need and you need and i need and i need and i need this and i need that mm-hmm. and i need this and i think quite inward looking very inward looking mm-hmm. and it's just not the reality like if you're if you're going to want the support and help of other people you've got to think past what it is that you need you've got to think about what is it that other people need from you in order to help you because mm-hmm. everyone is a business and everyone's got to uh kind of use their resources mm-hmm. to promote themselves um so he taught us about sponsorship he taught us about uh, well the importance of you know like collaboration things like this mm. he taught us about tax and copyright and contracts mm. and all of these scary things yeah 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 um it sounds like a really valuable course it was great yeah yeah it's the thing i never got out of my uni degree <laughs> <laughs> well it's the thing but that most people don't most get people out of don't yeah most degree, which don't. is a shame i just don't understand be. like that should be a module in every single art course you shouldn't have to pay for a master's afterwards you sh- it should be yeah. included in every degree i mean my point exactly but if you look at the practical day-to-day life of most artists how many of them are writing a thesis every year very few yeah very 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 few few. probably just artists who are lecturers probably artists who work in education but very few artists in fact none that i know and i know a lot of (laughs) artists are actually writing a thesis every year they're just making fucking art yeah yeah, exactly Exactly. (laughs) you know and then dealing with the realities of life yeah they should be teaching that stuff well they should be you know because part of being an artist you know this isn't always the case but dealing with galleries you know, yeah. de- you know, dealing with galleries is, is not as straightforward as you maybe first expect it to be. And, you know, yeah. I've learned a lot since graduating mm-hmm. and exhibiting over the last sort of five years. Mm. Just how important it is to have my shit prepared mm. before even entering uh, a working relationship with mm. another gallery or another artist or several different artists you know or individuals private individuals expectations expectations everything um, that's everything yeah you know laying down the uh yeah laying down the expectations before you start anything crystal clear as clear as you can make it the easier it's gonna be i've lost a lot of work from working with people that Mm. i just didn't know what i was doing yeah i didn't have a contract in place so when art got damaged it was gone yeah. You know, and I didn't have anything to go back to them with and be like, you owe me £2,000. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no leg to stand on. And mm. that was really painful. It was a really hard experience. And I think a lot of artists go through that, particularly when they come out of uni. Yeah, because you're desperate for any um, opportunity. Mm-hmm. You have to say yes to everything because you don't know which one's going to lead you to where exactly. you need to be. And yeah. it's only with the pain of, knowing which ones you don't want to do again yeah so you kind of have to <laughs> it's well, like, you have a, to go it's like a rite it. of passage like exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> run the gauntlet yeah <laughs> yeah so okay um you're pretty good with the old applications <laughs> and the old um awards and residencies and things like that i know you're very hot <laughs> on those artist opportunities why don't you explain what those mean to you and, and and how important they are to what you do as an artist um it's good to get your name out there yeah, and yeah. that and that can be in various different ways um i kind of had a good start because when i g- did my degree my, mm. my undergraduate um i got an award just off the bat which was really nice mm-hmm. um 
because I was really underconfident when I graduated. Yeah. Got Desmond Tutu. Nice. Um, but you know what? I'm actually well proud of now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that award then? Was it, was it, it was, through um, the university or was it? No, no. So it was this amazing kind of setup where um, there w- there's a big insurance company called Aon and there, there are lots of other kind of corporate businesses that will invest in emerging artists. Mm. And they've got beautiful spaces in the center of town in the city. And why not fill this, you know, kind of very cold, hard line business environment with beautiful art that mm-hmm. is probably going to help sales and it's probably going to help land clients. It's a really good, it's a very smart setup. It's a nice win-win. It's a nice win-win. And so uh, Aon Insurance, big up Aon Insurance, um, selected me. Uh, actually, Ian Chance, who I then went on to do my master's with, selected me as part of... Um, this this artist award yeah. and they were focusing primarily on universities outside of london mm-hmm. which is great because london london and london art schools get a lot of you know a lot of fairs a lot of attention and um yeah so manchester and leeds and glasgow were all up in the north yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the cold and um yeah they, they just don't have the same kind of opportunities as such yeah. and so they're taking I think it was a handful from each uni yeah. to then bring their work to London, have their work in their offices for a year. Yeah, and yeah. you won. And I won. Fucking hell! Well, and then screw those London yeah, unis. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so nice. I won the award, and I yeah. did the the lectures yeah. and everything. And then at mm. the end of the year, they run an auction at mm. their company. Okay. So everyone in the company has had a whole year to look at your beautiful work, uh, okay. gets to bid on your artwork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I sold my artwork, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was an award to go to Italy for a, for a residency. And I won that as well. Fantastic. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm being really yeah. smug. But um, yeah, it was good. And, you know, and I think that really kick-started yeah. my... Yeah, so then after that, you're like, cool, I've got a couple of things on the CV. Yeah. And then people go, oh, she's got a couple of things on the CV. And then it kind of builds from that point. Exactly. It's good for galleries to see. It's good for, like, Mm -hmm. collectors to see that you're proactive and that you are um, going out there and getting your work out. Yeah, nice. 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 You did the the Hydra residency. Yeah, I did, In Greece. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was interesting it was interesting i mean i had a lovely time on hydra 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 okay yeah first of all who runs it where does it come from so it's um it's called discover Mm -hmm. and it's run by a young woman actually i think same age as me maybe a bit younger maybe a bit older i don't know with similar age called christina she's greek she lives in athens but I think she's spent a lot of time on Hydra um, Mm -hmm. as a child and growing up. And, you know, it's actually a really good setup in Mm. the sense that... What part of Greece is it? Like an hour on the ferry from Athens. Okay, okay. You know, and it's it's a really good... It's a beautiful island Mm. and it's full of artists and it's full of people that love art. Mm. Um, And it's got a great history. And as a place to be and a place to be inspired by, Mm. it was wonderful. 
you know. I mean, imagine, I can imagine with collecting things on the shore. Yeah. You know, you've got all sorts of new environments I to did. explore there. Oh, I did. Yeah. I was actually very naughty. And Slightly I prettier back. than the uh, Thames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely prettier. Yeah. Um, I was a bit naughty. I did bring things back that I shouldn't have. Yeah, like what? Like urchins and shit. Urchins and shit? Yeah, not live. I mean, just that's the right. You weren't smuggling heroin. So yeah, no, right. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things in life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, for collecting, it was wonderful. I mean, the waters are crystal clear. Mm. And because it's a, it's a basically a rock island, mm. um, that you don't get any murkiness in the water. I mean, it is like clear blue mm. unlike anything you've seen well anything unlike anything i've seen particularly when i spend most of my days down in the shitty depths <laughs> yeah. where i have to wear gloves to collect anything yeah um but yeah i mean for collecting material beautiful somewhere to spend four weeks amazing mm. hot idyllic you know and there's a lot of cool people to meet and i've met some really wonderful friends there that i have mm. since stayed in contact with and since yeah. gone back to visit yeah um, I think for me, it, it maybe could have been a little bit more structured. I think it, it wasn't cheap mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's just a learning experience yeah. and I, I'm not distasteful. I don't have like a bad taste in my mouth mm. about it. Mm. Um, I got a lot from it, yeah. but I think maybe my, it's going back to expectation, maybe my expectation of what I was going to be doing was slightly different um mm. i think it was more self-directed than i was expecting mm-hmm. yeah you know like i think i maybe it's I like, like university more. isn't it yeah 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 <laughs> go on get on with it <laughs> yeah yeah you're like hold on i've paid all this money yeah, yeah. Like, no 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 just, <laughs> well, just crack on <laughs> yeah um, well this is the this is the kind of on one side of it, I'm like, oh, I should apply for more residencies because I'd get to meet fantastic artists mm-hmm. and it's something to put on my CV. Yeah. And, you know, but then it's like you cut it to its core and you're like, well, what is it? It's traveling somewhere and staying somewhere and painting. And yes, yeah. you have some of these things come with incredible opportunities. You mm-hmm. might be, it might be collect local collectors or local galleries that take yeah. an interest. Um, I don't know, I've always cut to the chase and been like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to book some flights <laughs> to wherever I want to go and paint and just do it, you yeah, know? But, but I mean, between my methods yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the residencies that you've experienced, like how, how much logic is in either? Or is it just two different beasts? I think um, if you're looking to gain inspiration, there is literally no problem in mm. booking yourself a holiday as such. <laughs> yeah. And fucking off. Yeah. And going and exploring an environment and seeing what happens. Like, yeah. that is totally legit. Mm. And in some ways, I've done that myself. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think the residency, it's about meeting other people. Yeah. It just goes back to me. Just collaborating. Collaborating. Yeah. Um, but also, it's the association with something else. Yes. Which is, you know, in a business mind, is good. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's strategic. It's like... Mm-hmm. I've been to Glass School of Art. It's prestigious. It looks good on the CV. I've, um, you know, been and I've done this residency in Greece and it's really good. You know, mm-hmm. it looks good and it was good. Yeah. Um, I also did a residency straight out of art school um, sailing around the Outer Hebrides for two weeks, mm. which was interesting to yeah. say the least. Yeah. That was actually the first residency I did. And then I went and, and it was all my, on a boat. 
It was all on a boat. Yes, <laughs> sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I realised what I was signing up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what sailing was. I guess that's the thing. Like when you're going to these residencies, is you just you you're kind of signing up to something, but with actually having very little control. You don't really know what you're going into. No, no. I guess I that's didn't. the excitement. <laughs> yeah. The trauma. Yeah. The and the joy. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I just remember like getting there. Um, and you know, I dragged myself up on several trains, several buses, a ferry. Oh my god! And it was actually on the ferry that I, re- I and I did kind of know I got a bit seasick, but it wasn't really present. I wouldn't have said I was like a seasick person oh god. until I got on this boat. <laughs> and for how long were you on the boat? So we we're on the boat for a week, and then were we you sick spent for the whole week? I was pr- nauseous nearly constantly. Oh good lord! I know it was rough. <laughs> And it was fucking cold. Yeah. And we were in a massive storm <laughs> at one point. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but <laughs> apart from that, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> because I think the thing was that because of the, because of the nausea, yeah. I had to sit up top. So when it was pissing down with rain... You were sitting up top. I was sitting up top while everyone was all oh, you know, cosy and snug downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just added to the whole experience for me. Like, you know, fuck it. <laughs> YOLO. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. only live once. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we've chatted a bit about your past. Yeah. Chatted a bit about your present. Yeah. Um, tell me what you've been doing in 2022. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I kind of like, I didn't intonate the end of the question there. But tell me what you've been doing in 2022. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so actually for me... This last year and a bit has been really exciting. Yeah. Um, I feel really good about myself, which is actually a nice thing to say, you know, and actually mean it. Um, you should. I really like what I've been doing and I really like myself as a person. I know this sounds really narcissistic, but I spent a lot of years just feeling lost and underconfident and not good enough in this big art world, you know, and in this big city. And I finally feel like I've kind of found my feet a bit. So it's it's given me the confidence to reach out to people more. Um, and when I started this year, I just thought collaboration is what I really want to do. Okay. So I reached out to, and th- these things have kind of come around naturally, mm-hmm. but I'm working with this lovely girl who I met at a market, mm-hmm. actually near to where I live in, um, well, where I used to live in order shot and yeah I just really liked her work and I saw that there was a immediate kind of aesthetic that we were both on the same wavelength so I I just reached out to her and I said look you know I, I collect weird shit from the river and I've I've always wanted to make it into jewelry would you be interested in working with me and she said fuck yeah yeah let's do it mm-hmm. so I've been doing some like jewelry collaborations which has been really exciting it's still very much um in the works mm-hmm. you know we're just kind of piecing together ideas she sent me some prototypes they're beautiful gets me gets me juices going it's really exciting Mm -hmm. um oh god on the spot i can't think what else um i met a lot of people on instagram have to say that instagram has been like you're very good on social media i noticed thank you very much very good on the old reels (laughs) the old reels (laughs) i still haven't mastered those (laughs) i don't think i ever will (laughs) i um yeah are you on tiktok now i'm not i you know what i've actually purposely video but i know i should really but 
There's something it's, it's, about it's always the, a should, isn't it? It's always a should. should you know? Am I a fucking yeah. video creator? Am I an artist? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I mean, no, no, it's yeah. invalid. And people have said I should really it's pick up on the TikTok. Generation. I'm not I either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Only because like... I'm shit at making <laughs> reels, though. I know you're quite good at it. I, it's actually taken me by surprise. <laughs> so thank yeah. you. But um, no, I actually channel so much energy, emotional mm. energy, that is as well, not just time, into making my Instagram what I, what I want it to be and what yeah. it is that to be honest, I wouldn't have much time left in a day to then to do more social to do media. More social media. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Instagram is really the only social media page I use. Yeah. And I'm channeling a lot more energy into my website. So between Good. those two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's I'm stretched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Along with a full time job. Yeah. A new baby, you know, relationship, yeah. a life. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um where are we going? Where are you working? Life? Where am I working? Oh, I'm working at the print space. Where's that? It's in uh, it's in Shoreditch in sort of uh, East London, sort of near Liverpool Street, in between Liverpool Street and Old Street. Nice. Um, it's great fun. Yeah. I do love it. I really like my job. Mm -hmm. um, I get to meet a lot of artists. I deal with a lot of clients. It's digital print as well. So I am a traditional sort of etcher as such, mm -hmm. um, sort of hand-pulled prints. Whereas I'm working in a studio with digital prints. So it's interesting having experience in both areas mm. and seeing where my skills kind of feed into my everyday work. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, I like it. Yeah, good. And, okay, a couple more questions. Who is, I'm going to ask, I'm asking everyone this. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite living artist? Oh, hands down, it's Richard Long. If Talk you to me. if you look at anything that I've written in essays, mm -hmm. um, Richard Long is a total babe. Okay. <laughs> I met him. I loved him. Okay. <laughs> I uh, sort of discovered Richard Long's work when I was just a wee baby. Mm -hmm. um, my dad used to take me up to London a lot at the weekends. He's actually been very influential in my creative kind of outlook and drive and just life in general and he would bring me up to Tate Modern normally because we had a, a membership there so it was mm -hmm. good and we would go to exhibitions sort of weekly and the one that I really remember sort of sitting in my mind being very poignant uh, was this Richard Long retrospective I always thought it was at Tate Modern but it's not it was actually at the Tate Britain mm -hmm. and we went to that show, I think, three times. Mm. Um, and for me, it was just a moment of clarity at such a young age because I knew I was interested in art. Yeah. But I was so bored. You didn't get <laughs> by, it. I just like the other people. I, oh, yeah. I, I was so bored by, like, stuffy art. I, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. Sorry, yeah. that sounds very rude. But um, <laughs> How rude. <laughs> oh, how rude of me. But, um, yeah, like, it just... It was a breath of fresh air. It was contemporary. Yeah. It was yeah. it was using stuff that he'd found on the floor. Yeah. It, at which I had also done as a child. I, I used to have this mad rock collection. Mm. So I was instinctively drawn to his work immediately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was so big and impressive and natural and organic and ephemeral and blah, you know, it was just yeah, it was great. So I love Richard Long's work. It's been very sort of influential in my life. 
And you got to meet him. And I got to meet him at a party, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> I did fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a picture, <laughs> which I don't normally do. Oh, come on. You love a picture. <laughs> but, yeah, <I> do. <laughs> but he, yeah, yeah, he was great. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. And finally, just to wrap this up now, uh, what have you got coming up? Do you want to big anything up to the audience? Um, let them know about anything that you've got going on. Yes, I do actually. Yeah. I've um, I've got a show coming up in September at the Crypt Gallery. Okay, in where's King's that? Cross. King's Cross. Yeah. Um, and it is like a crypt <laughs> under a church. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> it, yeah, been, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's really cold and dark and eerie. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I applied to this exhibition through um, this wonderful organisation called Art Can. Oh, uh, nice, yeah. run by a lovely woman who I used to volunteer for called uh, Kate Enters mm-hmm. and um, yeah she set up the whole organisation and she's great it's it's all about sort of promoting artists work and giving them opportunities to exhibit and um, yeah I'm, I applied and I got in and I just feel like that space will be really fitting for my work because I collect bones and shit, so <laughs> what <Perfect>. better place <laughs> Put <laughs> to them in a crypt. <laughs> so I have that um yeah. yeah and i've yeah i think that that's it for now and i'm just kind of taking a break i, I feel like yeah. it's been really busy full on full on and overwhelming and i just need sort of a recap to take stock yeah basically nice yeah. well amy it was an absolute <laughs> pleasure to chat with you and i hope that everyone in the audience enjoyed our little chin wag yeah. um so yeah thanks for coming on yeah, and <laughs> until next time bye bye <laughs> All right, guys, that was my interview with Amy Lee Bird. If you are interested in finding her on Instagram, her Instagram is at Amy Lee Bird Prince. Amy Lee Bird Prince. Um, and yeah, that was a good little chin wag. Thank you so much for listening to the third episode of the podcast. Um, really appreciate all the feedback that we're getting yes I'm still trying to make improvements with every episode I'm noting the things that I am doing well at and the things that I need to improve your feedback is always welcome because I want to make this podcast as accessible and entertaining as possible for you so if you've got any thoughts feel free to drop me a message you can find me on Instagram at TomCoxArt Um, And I think I'll be posting most of the uh, podcast episodes out on my gallery page. That's at Tom Cox Gallery. Now, guys, I've got to do a little shout out. The next exhibition to take place at the gallery is going to be called the South London Exhibition. We're going to have 14 of South London's finest artists showing their work at my gallery here in Crystal Palace. And the launch is on the 8th of September. So make sure you're following the gallery page at Tom Cox Gallery. We're about to put out all our notifications this week. And I hope to see many of you there. All right. Big love. Have a good day. Bye bye.